0: Swag them and welcome to another edition of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and let's jump right into the download. Now, this is a game that I've had on my radar for a little bit because of its uniqueness especially with it being a series that has not graced western shores before and this one is sword and fairy together forever it is dropping on the xbox platform specifically it's on game pass now it is an rpg series that hails from china and apparently there are like seven other games before this one but this is the one for the first one for i believe the current gen slash next gen systems and it is one that just upon looking at it is very beautiful, very visually stunning and offers something different than, in my opinion, a lot of the RPGs that are out now. Now, Sword and Fairy Together Forever is about the relationship between humans, deities and demons. Our story revolves around a young woman named Yu Shu, one of the last remaining members of the elusive Shu sect and Wu Ziwu a deity who has lost the divine sword and must remain in the human world. The two warriors form a symbiotic bond and must stick together throughout their adventures and they discover new allies and mortal enemies. I really like the premise of the story and just looking at the gameplay. I'm really excited for this to drop uh, this week on Game Pass as it is a game that i'm looking forward to and it's going to offer something different than a lot of the rpgs i've played in recent memory so that is my take on sword and fairy together forever i hope it lives up to my expectations talking about expectations let's talk about my interview with zarela skies Zorilla skies was a fascinating person to interview because she is so young and the fact that she started in the adult industry so early, she started camming when she was in high school, when she turned of age. It's really fascinating to talk to her to see how she lives in a world where producing adult content was there are a, a lot of the taboos that were there, particularly for people of, of my generation, your generation. When it comes to that, just were not there with her and those around her in many respects, at least uh, not when it came to her peers. Those that were parental figures and whatnot, as you'll see by the interview, there were issues there. But all in all, I really enjoyed my interview with her. I really love uh, just her sense of self and awareness of who she is so check out my interview with zarella skies i'm here with the lovely zarella skies zarella how are you today
1: uh i'm good how are you
0: doing well i can't complain now one of the things i was wondering about where did your stage name come from and when i saw where it came from i got excited not so much for the second part for the ella enchanted because that's a movie i've never seen i'm familiar i've just never seen it but you love Zelda, that means you're a gamer, and I, I like that aspect. So what's, what is the first Zelda game you remember playing?
1: I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to front, not going to cap at all. I'm going to be straight with you. I have not played a Zelda game yet. I just used to watch it on the TV of YouTubers playing it.
0: Oh, okay. okay. I
1: love a Mortal Kombat, um, Dynasty Warrior fighting type.
0: Oh, Dynasty! Okay, all right. You don't hear people throw out Dynasty Warriors too oh, often. Oh, I
1: love it! I love that game so much. I'm addicted.
0: Okay, okay. So, all right. You didn't watch Zelda, or you didn't play. But what are some of the games that really got you into really loving the world of the Legend of Zelda? Um.
1: Well, I really love like the the fantasy of it, like the pop and the colors. Okay. It's like, um, like almost like. Kind of like Super Mario Kart, you know how like they have like the colors and the pop and just like the Wii. Yes. I feel like with Zelda, they have this, they have that kind of like the Wii, but with okay. also with like you know danger because you have to you know you have to do challenges. Right. And whatnot and, like force and whatnot. What from what I've seen, I do plan to play Zelda at some point. I just haven't gotten the game yet.
0: No problem. So what systems do you own, if any?
1: Um, I own a GameCube. That I haven't used yet, because I just want to keep it as is. Um, I have a PS2 that's in my storage shed that I used to play. Um, and now I have an Xbox Series X, I think. Okay. Saving up for a PS5.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm surprised you don't have a Switch in there, especially if you're trying to get into Zelda. Be the Zelda. Uh, right? maybe,
1: maybe I'll look into that.
0: You, you probably may want to wait. Um... They probably come out with a new system in a year or two, so you may want to hold off and see what they bring out. But they are bringing out the new Zelda game, I think, it's in July if I remember correctly. So, maybe some good deals out there by then.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I wasn't if I wasn't addicted to playing Dynasty Warriors and trying mm. to get every single level and every person with different stories, then I would probably be on Zelda by now. But like, Understood. I'm just I can't stop playing.
0: The same game <laughs> i know I, I i understand my my backlog personally is ridiculous especially with game pass um there are too many games to play and too many games that i've started by ended up going back to the same handful of games like trek to yomi and a couple other ones that i've been working over the past year to try to finish because you know time is limited and when you got responsibilities Playing games all day is not something you can really do, <laughs> so I get back to it when I can. Um, now, I, you've been in the industry a couple years now, but you're still fairly young, and one of the things I saw was that you started when you were in high school, and there was a uh, sort of a free speech battle around telling your story. Um, how has, if anything, that sort of platform of free speech really impacted how you've moved throughout your career since then?
1: Like, how has, like,
0: that story affected you well, today? That story, or even, say, has, you know, what you do, your freedom of expression, how has that shaped maybe even some of the decisions you make as far you've made as far as your career is concerned, if any?
1: Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to wrap around in my own mind. Problem. Um, I mean, like... The the like like am I relating to like how is how has things changed since I've said that
0: or maybe play it this way how it's changed or has maybe that experience influenced how you've how you've done things in your career
1: me doing the whole interviews
0: yeah the interviews um the sort of uh, oh, controversy surrounded the experience yes
1: oh um come. After all of that, I mean, like, it's kind of like, how do I put this in the words? Like, it's, it, there's been good things that have happened, and there's been, like, bad things that have happened. But it's been mostly for, like, good and positive okay. things. Um, like, um, like, the backlash I got on that wasn't too bad, you know? Um, and it didn't really, like, change how I acted today. Um, I mean, if anything, I feel like I have more knowledge now than I did back then.
0: Okay. If All that right. answers
1: it.
0: Yes, it does. It d- it definitely does. Now I have another question related to the time, because I, I just, I found that very interesting. Um, and maybe you can give some insight, just, you know, what led you, you know, into the industry, you know, you're in high school, you know, during that time, especially when it looked like you was like 18 when I saw an interview or something like that, senior year. Most people are thinking about, okay, what I want to major in, college applications, taking the SAT. What kind of shifted you to thinking, hey, maybe the adult industry is a career path for me for the next couple years, instead of going to college or even focusing on a quote unquote normal career?
1: Uh, well, at first, like that was my mindset, like how my parents were programming me, like they wanted me to go to college. They had a bank account at one point set up for me um for college and i was planning to continue my dad's traditional of, uh, you know keep going as the family tree mm-hmm. but then like as i like got older and how they treated me based on certain aspects like it, like it went like this. So I used to draw like pornography. Like I used to like draw little characters and mm-hmm. doing sexual acts when I was little. And then, you know, they took me to therapy and they're like, what is she mm-hmm. doing? Like, this isn't right. Cause I was young drawing, drawing doodles. And then it moved on to uh, them say, well, don't worry about it. It's not like she's doing anything more, blah, blah, blah. So he pushed it aside. And then after they took away that, like, they told me I can't draw anything. It wasn't appropriate. They took away that. Then I started to write and, like, write stories and novels and whatnot. Like, just, like, put my own mind into it. And then they took that away from me. And they're like, you can't write about this either. So they took my drawing away. They took the writing away. And then next thing I knew, I was watching, like, documentaries on TV. Like, the when people would, like, flash their in like a, like a basic m- horror movie. Right. All, I found it interesting, like the whole adult stuff that I would see on TV, I found it interesting. And then I started to read articles online about it. I started to like watch YouTube series about it. And I just, my mind was just intrigued by the whole thing. And then, you know, I started to sell pictures of myself and that when I started to receive good feedback by men and other people about it, like making me feel good about myself then I started to explore more about the option and like, do I really want to do this in my life? Let me see what it's about. Cause you know, I had to realize that it's a big thing. Like once you do it, you can't go back. And so I started to do a lot of research, you know a lot of thinking um, that I had to put in forward. And then once I was like, this is something I really want to get into cause right. playboy was a big thing for me. Victoria was a big thing for me. Like I was like, Ooh, I want to do that. And so then after I did the proper research and watched enough, I was like, I need to come up with my stage name. And then that's how it started to go.
0: Got you. Understood. Now, I want to go back to one of the things you said. You said you drew a lot uh, as a child. Has that something that you maybe picked back up or even, you know, taking some classes on as an adult to really explore that aspect of you again?
1: Um, I used to draw a lot. Like, I did art class and all of that. Like, I love drawing, but... When when I had parents um, that are like they were like my biggest bullies going up. Right. When they would always down downfall me and say all these negative stuff, I stopped believing in myself that I could do things.
0: Understood. So
1: I kind of gave up drawing, even though it was something I really loved to do and people liked what I was doing. I just I solely gave up because I couldn't take it anymore. Right.
0: No. Understood. Well, I would recommend try it again. You, you may find a hidden talent that um, oh, you forgot was there. Was there. Um, and it's also very therapeutic. I have to follow my own advice. I used to draw a lot when I, I was younger and I just haven't um, in the past few years. But uh, I, I have a couple of very supportive people around me. It's like, you should do it. You should, you should just draw. So I'm telling you, if that's something that brings you joy, you should definitely go back into it and rediscover that part of yourself. You you may definitely find a beautiful part of yourself you never knew existed or you totally forgot existed in this case. That's just my opinion.
1: I want to get back to... Um, I used to do graphic design in okay. school, so I kind of want to get back into graphic design and start making my own, my own stuff for my brand so I can right. figure it out. Instead of having to hire someone, I want to be that person.
0: Right. Let's talk about your your brand. Um, You are, you know, you're in the adult industry, and you're fairly young. and And I say that to say you have a lot a long life ahead of you. A lot of possibilities that you could possibly go into. You know, what are you looking to really do with the with your brand, whether it's in the adult industry or beyond?
1: Um, With my brand, since I also, like, do fitness, I really want to expand my whole self into a person that motivates health and fitness, mental health, and also, like, um, knowledge on sex, the sex and and adult industry. I really want to have a full spectrum of things, so, like, um, based on how things go, I'm going to, like build my brand from like fitness physique to mental health issues and LGBT and and then also the adult industry as well. So I can like hit multiple bases gotcha. I kind of start yeah. the question also because so I was gonna continue, but I forgot.
0: Uh, that's all right. It, that's quite all right um, One of the things I was gonna ask about uh, your physical fitness I, I noticed just from a lot of your postings you're you're in the gym a lot where does that desire to be in the gym to be physically fit come from from you
1: um when I was little when my I first hit I first hit the weight room in middle school seventh grade and when when I was doing pull-ups on the bar and everybody was looking at me crazy because like i'm I'm a girl doing pull-ups like the guys were right. and I really I loved how it made me feel I loved how people, you know, encouraged me and were like, woo, like, I loved the feeling of, you know, being good and it made me feel good. So I I ended up, like, loving the gym a lot because I started, you know, seeing muscle and whatnot. Right. Strength. And I think it really came of how it made me feel because of how people were, like, reacting to it in, like, positive light. It made me feel loved, you know, and wanted in a way.
0: Okay, Un- understood. I totally understand, especially the feeling good part and the, the mental health part of it as well and um, how that really makes you feel. And what's a typical, like, how often do you go to the gym?
1: I go five days a week when I'm not interrupted with um, another thing.
0: Okay. Like work Next. or something. Right, Un- understood. Okay, so you're pretty active. That That's awesome. That's uh, something I've recently... I'm not in the gym, but I've, I've put more exercise and focus on health and fitness in my life. And I'm out um, pretty much every day um, doing four or five miles, at least before my normal day starts, just because I realized I'm not getting any younger. So I got to keep myself together. <laughs> uh, but that that's awesome. That that sort of dedication. Um, and again, I've seen some of your videos and, and whatnot on social media. So it's, it's a, you know, you're not in there just. Uh, farting around as they say like you're you're in there working and it takes a, a lot of dedication really to stick with it uh, for as long as you have and as, and as often. Now one of the things I, I wanted to ask you about specifically was this aspect of the adult industry. what are your goals for the adult industry like where, where do you see yourself in say five years as far as the industry is concerned?
1: Um, my goal is to be successful, like high in the ranks. Um, My goal is to be successful and use that fame to help people. Um, I want to, you know, help others. I want to make people happy. So like my goal in the industry is to like, you know, gain fame, get high, like in the rank and do good to people. Like that's what I really need. I want to do, you know, like I, I, I want to just like make people happy with what I can bring to the table, you know, If that makes sense.
0: No, no, that makes total sense. And I, I, I love that. What does success look like? Because success looks different to everyone as far as what you how you want to define yourself what do you look like okay what do your goals look like and in and, and, uh, many aspects of my life that's the question I get and that's a question I ask people and even if people are doing the same things success is always going to look different to everyone so that's why I asked that question because you know you are living your life you're running your race okay what does you know first place second place third place look like in your race and then what does that next race look like so I, I always ask that question um because it's interesting how people define that, but also how they see themselves in relation to success um, in that. So I, I really appreciate that. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to ask you about. How. Maybe not the toll, but. What level of excitement do you have in the industry maybe that's the, the better question um is this an, is this a, something that you like you get excited about when you get a new job as far as people you work with or is for you is it just and maybe you don't want to put it this I won't put it this way but is it as exciting of an experience as many others put out to be at least for you or is it a job for you
1: Um, when I'm on set, I am like literally like the happiest person ever. Like I just love, I love being around people. I love learning new things. I love exploring my body, um, getting to know it more. Um, shit. What what was it? I can't remember. What was the question?
0: Uh, just about as far as a job, like how do you feel? How, how do you approach it? That sort of thing.
1: Oh, I was going on a roll and then I just
0: blanked. <laughs> it happens.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, My mind just blanked. I was on a roll, like, I was...
0: Okay, let me put it, frame it this way. You're, you're on set for, or shoot, like what's going through your head? Like, how do you feel? What? How do you approach it?
1: Oh, oh okay, okay, here we go. So I get like, when, when I'm on set, I get like really happy. Like, I just, like, I'm ecstatic. Like, I just, like, it's it, 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 going through the path that I had to go through to even get to where I needed to get today, just being on set, it's, it makes me feel very grateful because it took me three, four years to get in to begin with because mm-hmm. people would not shoot me back in the day because I had skin issues that I did not know how to fix. So I kept getting told we can't shoot that, you gotta fix that. So when I when I finally end up on sets anytime, I'm like extremely grateful because of the struggle I had to go through to get there in the first place.
0: Well, I that brings up a very interesting point. This is something that I have noticed, particularly in the past few years. I'm I'm glad you you brought that up. I um I've seen that the industry itself has gotten more inclusive as far as, far as the ladies are concerned. Uh, you you, you don't see as much segmentation as far as BBW or POG, especially with a, a lot of the, the, the major companies. It's very homogenous as far as the ladies are concerned. So I, I wanted to know maybe how you see that, especially you're talking about the, you know, your skin issues and that again, from outside looking in so much more accepted acceptance of uh, female body types and not so much sec segmenting the industry. Maybe like it was when and I was your age 20 years ago or so.
1: Like how, like, like how, how, like, how do I see it today?
0: Yeah. It was like, so like that acceptance, like, um, because many scenes well back in the day a a lot of it was segmented uh per race uh per body type you didn't see larger women in scenes with um skinnier women uh younger women you you didn't see a lot of more the interracial stuff as, as at least as prevalent as you do now. a lot of those labels have been at least again, from the outside, looking in taken off like anybody can have a scene with anybody uh, with, with anything as far as the, the women are concerned, the men, I have, a, I have no other issue about personally speaking, but how has that as far as like you working with people? Uh, you may be working with people you never thought you work with, especially like you're younger, but you've been in the industry for a while now. So, you know, you have contacts, you've met people, you work with people and the influx of talent, uh, especially ladies. It's women of different shapes, different sizes, different colors, and everybody seems to be working together. How what sort of environment does that foster? Maybe that's a better question to ask. Um
1: uh, mm. I hope I answered this right. Um, like when, when I first was like looking into getting into porn, I thought it was like, oh, you can get into porn super easily. Like, right. you know, you can just get in. But then when I first tried to get in and dealing with my skin issues, I learned that the porn industry is actually super picky on letting people even on set to begin with. And so over those three, four years that I was trying to figure out how to like make my skin better for camera and whatnot, trying to fix everything because I didn't know what to do. Um, I've learned that like to, the, to today that a little, little by little, I've noticed small changes. Um, I noticed some girls that have the issues that I was having three, four years ago that I was getting rejected for. I'm slowly starting to see that today, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit, but I feel like that there's still a lot of problems going on. With gotcha. like, still they, they're still focused on the girl next door when there's people that want to see more than that. Like example would be girls with tattoos. They're not getting booked as much mm-hmm. because of their tattoos. And I think that's crazy because I mean, if you really want to make money for your company and your brand, you listen to what the fans who are buying the product have to say. And looking at today, a lot of people love a girl with a tattoo. I mean, it's pretty hot. like. And to just cut that whole area out because they have tattoos, I think that's kind of like, I don't understand. Like, I thought you wanted to make money, but right. you just want to stick to one thing. And if you really want to expand, you put more options in. And it just, I find it kind of like mind guzzling, I think is, I don't know Mm -hmm. how to say that, but it's just like, I thought you wanted to do business, but you want to push other differences away. Even though the fans continuously ask to see it, like they want to see it. You're, you're going to make money, but they're like, no, it's not. It doesn't fit like back in the day. Like, it's just what, like if you know how to perform, and you know how to act and you're good and you're a positive, you know, you're good, you know how to perform. I think that's what matters. Not what you look like, what your body looks like, what your gender right. is. If you can perform well, that's what should matter.
0: Right. Now, let me ask you a question because that you bring up a very good point as far as, you know, you started that segmentation. You know, in this case, very specifically, ladies with tattoos don't get hired as much. And yet there's a consumer demand for it. Do you think... Instances like that are the very reason why, um, obviously, the pandemic had a lot to do with that explosion as well, but why direct-to-consumer uh, platforms like OnlyFans and, and MyVids are, are really a lot more lucrative for a lot of talent now compared to even when, because OnlyFans has been around for a while, but really people found it and like oh this is something we can do we can talk directly to our fans we can you know sell content this way whereas the companies are ignoring that market and now talent seems to be really able to engage and directly go with the consumer do you do you think that's a main reason for that explosion or maybe one of the main reasons
1: um is the question like
0: Trying the, the question. Let me rephrase um, it. Considering that there's a lot of untapped market as far as what customers want, you know, like ladies with tattoos, and the major companies are not addressing that, do you think that's one of the reasons why platforms like OnlyFans or MyReadyVids, or I forget what it's called, um, that direct to consumer model has been so profitable? and help to explode the industry and to have a lot of talent really make more money than they ever did shooting for a company.
1: Um I think yes because because on online like on like the many bids and whatnot you're able to search for what you want right. versus with a certain company like let's say you you really love to watch a certain company but they just don't give you what you're looking for. Then right. you go to many vids or Pornhub or another website. And then you get to actually search for what you're actually wanting an interest in. Like right. for me, like I I really want to get tattoos like super bad. But with how I see people get treated, especially being a person of color as it is, I just know that if I get tattoos, then my work is already going to go downhill. And That's it's just... Good. It, it blows my mind because it's just like the there's there's people that want to see it there's a market there's people and it's 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 not like it used to be back in the day with the girl next door all pretty dolled up like people yeah there's people that love that but there's also people that want to see some edgy stuff or even right. you know just something different
0: now that brings up a question do you think that even maybe yourself because you have a certain look certain body type do you think that many ladies particularly, even some of the guys, do you think a lot of performers are typecast in certain roles, certain scenes, certain scenarios because of they don't want them to change their look?
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a lot of that going on. Like if you got to look for something specific and mm-hmm. you keep getting booked for that look. I feel like I feel like people tend to not want to change that look because that's what's getting them work, that's what's getting them money. Right. So I feel like the pressure is on a lot of people to stay and look the same and not grow even if it's something that they want to, you know, add on to with their brand. Like they they could be too scared to do it because they don't right. know how it's going to go. It could be a, a it could be positive or it could be negative for everything.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, cause I, I never thought about that before, but in research see you, you, and I see kind of how you're you packaged and presented. and you're you're very much that I mean you're a younger woman. What you're presenting is that that sort of girl next door that younger sister. And I can see and as we're talking, like I can see that being a hindrance to really maybe growing artistically, um working with other companies, other brands doing maybe things that are, outside of the box as well. So yeah, that's that could yeah, that could be a problem. And that's you know, just even with mainstream acting as well. Once you get typecast into a certain sort of role, because you look, some actors are stuck there and 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 die there. So okay, yeah. Interesting. Never a, a couple more questions before I let you go in again. I appreciate your time. Um, the the my brand itself is very much about style. And one of the things I am really I'm in love with but I have a hobby I collect fragrances so I always ask um are you into fragrances at all
1: um I'm into this one fragrance that I like it's like um I think it's it's Victor Rolf okay um, flower Bomb. Bomb,
0: yes so you fragrance. said that I knew where you were going
1: that's my that's my go-to fragrance it, well I have two but it's not a perfume but it the fragrance oh it's a winner. The combination is a winner every time. I so I combine that perfume with mm-hmm. this product called Revive, okay. and it's like a mango like fruit fruity type scent, you know. And then with the Victor Rolf, which is like this like like romancy. Yeah, so you type get a
0: floral scent. fruity sort of combination with the two. Okay, all right.
1: Sweet and right. fruity, you know. I don't know. It's just. I-
0: it's interesting, like I'm familiar as far as the men are concerned, I'm familiar with Victor Rose Spice Balm. Um, I've never smelled Flower Balm, but recently I've had a few acquaintances talk about how much they love that. So it's very interesting that you bring that up as well. So awesome. All right, cool. Now I'm you another question. Are the, You may not have a specific fragrance that you like to smell on someone you're involved with but is there any sort of if there is one you know do you have one if not any sort of sense that really just you love to smell on someone else
1: vanilla okay or like that good i can't name it but you know when when a guy just spares on that clean crisp like they just like came out of a nice shower but like but like Not a jungle, but like, I don't know, just crisp and clean like a water drip. Yes, I I understand exactly
0: what you're saying. (laughs) Got you. I, I totally understand that. Um, it's someone. I don't even know how many I have. I'm looking over now. It's just. It's like a jumble mess of big bottles. Little bottles. Samples. I don't know what I have anymore. <laughs> it's two delgo many. So. But I totally understand. I uh, want you. What you're saying. Nazarella, I want to thank you again for your time. Tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram. At the moment. Um, at. Underscore. Skies Unlimited. Underscore. You can find me on Twitter at Zarella Skies. Um, then you can find me on OnlyFans at Zarella in the Sky.
0: All right. Thank you very much. If you missed all that, all that'll be down below in the show notes. Again, Zarella, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. You guys take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you. And that was my interview with Zarella Skies. Speaking of skies, let's go to space with episode three from this current season season two of star trek strange new worlds now this episode is entitled tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and i before the last third of the episode was very down on this episode partially because the second episode of the season was just so good like literally it is one of it is such a classic trek Courtroom episode, like Trek excels at courtroom episodes. I don't know what it is, but it was just such an amazing episode. One of the best episodes of Trek in the past ten years, in my opinion. But this episode fell flat for me toward the end, particularly because well, let me back up. So this we see the story basically with Kirk, played by Paul Wesley, and um Uh Noonan soon I forget Leanne Linsoon soon, uh, transported to Earth to. In the 1900s I mean yeah 1900s they never say specify when exactly but it's somewhere around the late 19th century um, late 20th century excuse me and they have to stop something from happening which alters history because Leon gets pulled into a different timeline where the Federation never existed so this new timeline Kirk and her get pulled back into the past and they have to fix it and while I enjoyed it to a degree Uh, There's something about Paul Wesley's Kirk that just feels like it's Stefan Salvatore playing Kirk cosplay uh, to me. So I wasn't that like he didn't feel like Kirk. One of the things with Chris Pine's Kirk, I felt like that was Kirk. And I think partially I'm not feeling him as Kirk because he hasn't really played in a conventional kirk yet he is in both times he's had prominent uh placement in episodes he's been kirk's from alternate timelines so he is not that kirk that we know especially since this goes on the prime timeline with the william shatner kirk so with that i just it was his performance was rubbing me the wrong way it was an enjoyable episode had a lot of callbacks to Enterprise with the Temple War and the Romulans, but it was really at last third where you had that reconciliation with Leon and her last name and coming face to face with her child Khan. Um, I thought that was really beautiful and poetic and the actress name escapes me at the moment, but the performance she put on the emotion of of losing that Kirk of the decision she had made make and then also knowing that she has to hold on to that and can tell no one of what happened like that is such a burden for her to bear to have that knowledge and not to be able to confide in anyone I thought it was magnificent writing and just acting all around except for Paul Wesley again I'm not saying I don't like him as an actor he did a good job it's just that how they are portraying Kirk because it's been an alternate timeline Kirk I am not warming up to him like I thought I would playing um, James Tiberius Kirk. So that's my take on episode three from season two of Star Trek training. Strange new Worlds. tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And speaking of a fragrance that I tried out tomorrow or yesterday, because today is tomorrow from yesterday. It is the newest flanker in the Aqua Joe line from Giorgio Armani, and it is Aqua dejo Parfum you can find this for a 75 ml bottle running you about 160 so with this one you're going to find top notes of marina cores and calabrian bergamot Heart notes of Provençal, Cleary, Sage, Bourbon, Geranium, and Rosemary, and then base notes of Frankincense and Guatemalan Patchouli. Let me tell you, this one has the wild wow factor written all in its DNA. Now, I am not super familiar with the line of Aqua de Jo Parfums or perfumes, fragrances in that line. I've always heard good things about them. I've always heard that that is the line that is like, if you want a line to start your collection with, like that is one to get. You need to have Aqua de Jo. EDT in in your lineup well let me tell you the parfum is is amazing and I don't say that too too often from the moment I sprayed it the sage and how the sage really mixed with those marine notes and caliber and bergamot on the top were just oh man it's like a party in my nose man it was so nice and even with when I sprayed it all the doors on the floor I was in on were closed I had individuals rushing to ask me, what did I put on behind closed doors? We're talking about 10, 20 feet away and they smell the sillage from that fragrance. As soon as I sprayed it, just in that little tester, it carried a long way and they came to ask, what are you wearing? Because it smells really good. Uh, so instantly the compliments were there. It had great projection. Great siage. I am I am, I dare to say, even for 160 bucks for the um 75 ml, you're gonna get your money's worth out of this one. I am really, really enjoying this fragrance, and it is definitely one that made me say wow, and I think it might make you say wow as well. So that's the end of what we're doing today. The sartorian Geek Podcast, but we're, so how can you support us? I'm gonna tell you about basil and sage. Now I have been Thoroughly impressed with the products in their subscription box. They offer a monthly subscription box. I believe it's 50 bucks a month. Uh, You get a selection of products that exceed standard retail price or suggested retail price of 50 bucks in every single box. And all the products are from black owned businesses. I have to tell you, I've been using all the products I've received for the June box, Juneteenth box, over and over again, the beard balm, the beard oil. I absolutely love them. The brush is something I use every single day. It is so soft. It is so soothing. It's so relaxing. And it keeps my beard nice and neat. And the Juneteenth socks are just really immaculate. If you're interested in picking up a box or starting a subscription, make sure you use code geek 10 when checkout to get a discount. Mind you, I don't get any kickbacks from this. It's just a really great company, and I love to support them. Also, you can support us on Patreon. Become a patron for just $1 a month. Uh, You know, get freebies, get a shout-out on the podcast, all those things, and there are different tiers. You get different things that given access to everything that is, Webster style. Uh, Also, Pete and Pedro. I cannot talk enough about their fragrances. Again, I will say... I don't use many hair products, so I'm not as familiar with the hair products, but the fragrances are ones that I think you get a lot of bang for your buck. $50 for 50 ml fragrances, uh, host of five fragrances, inspired by some of the best fragrances out on the market. Uh, I go back to Villain all the time, which is inspired by um, Tom Ford Tobacco Vanilli. It has great projection, great uh, sillage, and it's just one that lasts all day long, Perfect for the winter. I don't know. I might try it for the spring to see how that richness really, excuse me, not spring, summer, to see how that richness really. Is impacted by the heat. I might wear that tomorrow, I'll let you guys know. Uh, and then also, if you're tired of syrupy sugar energy drinks, try W uh, Energy Drink. You get 10% off your first purchase using the code WebsterMan. Now, of course, I'm all over the internet. You can find me everywhere YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. You can find me over at Nerds with the World twice a week with the NLW Checkpoint, with my man Brian Sav, talking about this week's releases in video games. Also, you can find me with the Legend Cool YP. And Sean Mungo, the voiceover king, talking, wrestling with KFAB, baby, the NRW Ring Generals podcast. And you can find all those things also access via social media, Instagram, Soteri Geek and Webster Style, Twitter, Webster Style and TikTok underscore Webster Style. And of course, all those things can also be found housed at the central hub for this tutorial on and it's WebsterStyle.com Drop me an email, info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com Again, thank you for your time Thank you for your listening ear Remember, stay safe out there And be blessed
2: Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday? Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot, you didn't work wear- right, it. Millian, them heels killing them But I'm sure it's a Thursday Bow tie Thursday, Whoa. pasta cream In your heels looking sherbet Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace Must I remind you, it was till on your birthday Don't Whoa. get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays Whoa. And you picked the hell of it for the church day Let's Whoa. say Whoa. you picked the risk game Oh, it's like Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased Pick a color scheme that can match your very course very yeah, cream, very yeah. cream, berry cream. Yeah, get the cream. Yeah. make a little scene. Cause what? no one man should have all that style Take it out clothes on the floor pile. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Cause no one man should have all that style Take it out clothes on the floor, and No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. Let's see what it seems. If it is what it seems, do it again. Chicks be looking yeah. thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. No, oh. though smoking hot, rocking this pencil oh. thin, tie, hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, oh. no love of shopping in a utensil. So oh. instrumental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. Man, See man, them plain, man, James honey. James plain James, honey. Just them lying, honey. Friends, plain frames, honey. James we tell baby. it, crazy like that thing came hey, on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady main thing want me on the scene Fit poppin' like a main vein running blood color lips Smashing with the hand Clutch money holding back, Kinda funny Can you tell me what's the price Take of the Range Rover Hang on me when we walkin' Lookin' Gucci like that thing Sprayed on me Walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me Yeah, I rocked the cardigan She don't really want me Because One man should have all that styling then Take it out Clothes on the floor pack. Island. take it off clothes on the floor and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it off and let me see what's under them scenes oh you wanted to oh I completely read that wrong